happy customers spend more. So the average spend per customer over a period of six months is nearly 14 euros higher when they have a great experience. Great experience is always the case when they are feeling content, happy, delighted or confident. The second thing was that great experiences increases the likelihood to convert. This is a three times higher conversion rate than compared to our normal conversion rate. And we are back for series three of transformation stories from the award-winning Beltec Cafe. This series, we're talking innovation, commerce, emotive marketing, and career changes. We'll also dip into trends in fintech, digital health, retail, mobility, manufacturing, and speak to CEOs, CDOs, SMEs, and lots of other acronyms too. As always, you can expect gloriously unscripted discussions that shed an open and transparent light on the ebb and flow of our digital world. I'm Tizzy Philp, and welcome to the podcast. In a recent report by Forrester and beauty brand Cosnova, it was found that 58% of consumers are skeptical about brand experiences and that 46% struggle to differentiate between brands at all. So where are we going wrong when it comes to delivering experiences that really count, both for consumers and the brands relying on a local consumer base to grow business? In this conversation, I'm joined by Christian Herald, Director of Consumer Experience and Engagement at Cosnova, to discuss how we can focus on the things that truly make a difference for consumers in both the short and the long term. So Christian, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Tissy. Nice to be here. Yeah, and hello everyone out there. Great to have you. Let's begin with an introduction then to you and to Cosnova and then some more detail around that challenge that it is that you're trying to tackle when it comes to delivering experiences that actually matter. Yeah, let's do that. So my name is Christian, as you already mentioned, and I'm with Cosnova since four years now as Director of Consumer Experience and Engagement. And besides that, uh, Cosnova is and some of you may know our biggest brands, Essence and Catrice. We are a family-owned beauty business located near Frankfurt am Main in a city called Sulzbach. We were founded 21 years ago, and we have around about 700 employees in 80 countries around the world. And what most of you won't know, we are number seven in the cosmetics market worldwide which is quite successful, I would say, for churning medium-sized company in an environment like that. What is the customer experience challenge that you were trying to solve? So as I started with Cosnova, the whole industry was about emotion. So the business I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with is fueled by emotions. And what we try to understand was if emotion and delight is really that important within our industry, how can we leverage on that? This was the, 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 the starting point, I would say. And we wanted to understand how we can create meaningful insights. And we had three main business challenges to make this a little bit more, I would say, tangible. Um, we see, and I think everyone else around the market or out there is seeing this, we see a growing influence of digital channels on sales but we also see a growing percentage of digital direct sales. The one aspect, the other aspect is the majority of our interactions is happening on external touch points. And the problem with that is that the experience on those most frequently visited touch points is mediocre to compared 
to the ones on our own channels. And this was quite a problem for us. In the, in the introduction there, I referenced some of the data points from the report that you ran with Forrester, where we found that, or you found, that 58% of consumers were skeptical about brand experiences, and that 46% struggled to differentiate, which is mad, isn't it? Tell me more about that data, and what other findings actually came out of that research? The, the, the whole idea around uh, the, the consumer experience index we developed, and um, I was talking about that earlier on, was to find out how important emotions and delight really are within our industry. And more specifically, to understand key emotions and the drivers behind. And one of the most fascinating aspects was really that we found for specific emotions. So we found out that when our customers feel content, happy, delighted, or confident, they will stay with us and they will spend more and they will advocate more. In fact, 74% of our consumers who felt one of those emotions, they will stay with us as brand. And this was, this was really quite something um, because these findings helped us to de develop some sort of basic understanding of what we as company must do to improve certain kind of experiences out there. We know that post-COVID, there was an accelerated period of digitization and a leveling of the playing field in many cases. Most companies can now offer a relatively good online experience and many others offer a completely omni-channel experience too. But those data points show that many brands still aren't quite there when it comes to offering that experience. So what is it that's missing? <laughs> what is it that's missing? So it's, it's, it's hard to touch from outside uh, because I cannot look into the other companies inside. Uh, but what I always or, or often see is that there's a lot, lack of focus on things uh, which are really making the difference and uh, like a limited understanding of uh, consumer needs, expectations and goal, and especially missing capabilities to bring the insights you generate to life. And um, those missing capabilities then lead often to a lack of understanding how insights can be measured in a meaningful way. And with meaningful, I mean, or we as, as company must answer questions like, how can I tell stories based on the data? How can I improve the life of my consumer? What is different after I put inside A to life? And you see this on a recent study, I think it was done, or I, I wrote, wrote, read that uh, in Brand 1 magazine, nearly 50% of marketing decision makers already stated that they are overwhelmed with the mass of data. And more importantly, they even do not leverage the majority of data points they already they already uh, have. Um, this is somehow interesting because it shows us that uh, more is not better when it comes to data. What's really um, moving the needle is if you can create exciting projects out of the data points and therefore you need creativity. On the other side... That we are chasing shiny objects. So let's do something on Meta, build an NFT, create an next big campaign, build a chatbot. Today it's all about Gen, uh, chat GPT and Gen AI and so on and so forth. But where is the link to the company strategy and goals? So why is this important? Um, this is always the question we all should ask ourselves. And whether this or that resulting in both long or short term impact for business and consumers. Um, this should never be sacrificed and always be considered. Overall, as companies, we must be able to also fund and afford experiments like that. 
And customer experience also means to create a healthy innovation portfolio and stuff your resources accordingly to that. And I'm really not against experiments or big bets, but at the end, big A gets the press and little I uh, pays the bills. And this is it with innovation. You need to be very serious about that. And you need to be honest about yourself with that. We talked earlier about some of the issues that Cosnova was facing specifically. So let's now talk about what are some of the ways that you have introduced to help Cosnova to respond to those challenges? I earlier on talked about meaningful uh, emotions and emotions which can make a difference. So emotions which can uh, make a loyal customer out of a new one. And one of the starting points at Cosnova was um, that we created a brand-rooted customer experience vision and mission. Uh, which should be as authentic, as inspiring as uh, and as motivating for the employees as possible. And we came up with the idea of becoming your soulmate in beauty. And combined with the emotions, this was more or less the starting point for our experiments. In the next step, we said, okay, when we are now knowing what emotions are important for us, we needed in the next step to understand what are the key drivers because you need to answer how can I leverage a certain emotion? How can I, as soulmate, be listening and caring? How can I be empathetic and motivating? How can I really help customers solve a specific issue? And there we came up with experience moments for our most important modern touch points. So like we want to guide our customers along the way. We want to educate our customers. We want to enable our customers. We want to reassure our customers. We want to create value for our customers throughout the entire journey. And equipped with that, we then created projects. Projects like engagement personas on social media to increase moments of happiness, for example. Projects like helping customers to find their product in a brand agnostic way around the world. So shoppability everywhere. Projects like virtual try-ons to increase customer agency, not only online, but also offline. You um, need to think about that uh, two years from now, because within our industry, the, the triumph of a product, the interaction with a product of a lipstick, for example, um, is very, very crucial. And then COVID came and you could not test anymore. So one of the moments of truth in a customer journey for us as beauty brand was a way. But we also knew there are alternatives out there. So give the customers the opportunity to test them or their favorite products at least virtually. So we rolled out virtual try-ons in 40,000 point of sales around the world in under three months. And we measured the results. Because we really strongly believed that educating and enablement of our customers in these moments uh, of truth with a virtual service could be better than nothing. And the numbers, the numbers proved us very right. Right now, even now COVID is over. And thanks to that, um, still more than 10% of our global audience of digital channels are interacting with prions like that. And if you are looking into their business outcomes, they are really promising. So they have a two-digit conversion rate, for example. They interact longer on our touch points. All the metrics you can look at are better than in this segment compared to another. And there are lots of other uh, projects. And I, my favorite one is the one which is really um, proving that 
a soulmate is not only a word. So I, I described the soulmate in beauty vision. And with our social media team, we created the so-called engagement personas. And their names are Joe, Bell, Bella, and Tony. And they all have a unique style of appearance. They all have uh, own motivations and goals, how they communicate with our customers. And you need to remember, alone with Essence, we have nearly 2 million followers on Instagram. And 60% of these followers right now know who Bella is. And not only they know her, they also interact with her like she's a real person. So we get questions like, hey, Bella, I have my first date. What should I wear? Hey, Bella, I'm getting mocked at school. What should I do? Hey, Bella, I have this or that problem. How can you help me out? And the best thing is we, yes, a few days from now, I think it, it wasn't yesterday. It was one week ago. Our customer research team did another study around Bella. And we asked 2,000 persons who were interacting with one of these personas how approachable, how approachable the persona is and if they like the interaction with her. And from those 2,000 uh, people we interviewed, 500 interacted recently with Bella. So the last interaction was with Bella. And we asked these 500 people, um, do you like the interaction with her? How, uh, how much do you appreciate her? And we, for 500 people, 500 answers were, I fully appreciate Bella. This is completely nuts. And we, we, we crunched the numbers a few times, but they are real. And this shows that, yeah, on this touch point, we really, uh, having achieved our goal to become soulmate, because this is what it is. This is a person who helps them out in intense moments. And these are only two examples. That is seriously impressive. Seriously impressive. And that's even when these customers know that it's not a real person. They know that it's a, a bot, an engagement uh, persona. They know they know it's not real, and yet they still feel that same level of connection. That's amazing. It is. It is. I never. I never thought that, but it's. Yeah, that's that's the truth. They are interacting with her like a real persona. Let's talk then about the results of the work. So, what have you seen in both the customer and some insights there from that from that uh, piece of research, but also in the business context? So, how is this actually impacting your bottom line? Yeah, um, I would try to answer the question in two directions. So, at customer experience management, we always try to answer what's in it for the customer, but also what value can we gain out of the customer? Because at the end of the day, I told before, someone needs to pay the bill. And to be honest, for the customers, the most important outcome is that we deliver great products. Products based on their needs, product based on their motivations, and we create meaningful interactions on social media and our other channels. And we can measure them via Net Promoter Score, which is at our own digital touch points, constantly above 50, 50. So, and this is very, very good in the, within the industry. And like I explained uh, a few seconds ago with Bella, they interact with a global brand at an eye level as soulmates, like in our communities and the personas. So that's in it for the customers. They, they have a brand in front of them, a global brand, but approachable and with certain values, values they can understand. And when we are talking about the the business, yeah, we had the fi best financial year in history. Now we reach more than 600 million net, uh, sorry, gross sales and net sales would be great. And most importantly, when we are looking into the different dimensions or projects I just, I just uh, explained, 
there are three very, very important outcomes. Happy customers spend more. So the average spend per customer over a period of six months is nearly 14 euros higher when they have a great experience. And I, at the beginning, I explained what this is. Great experience is always the case when they are feeling appreciate, when they are feeling content, happy, delighted, or confident. The second thing was that great experiences increases the likelihood to convert, like I explained with the virtual triumphs. So this segment, and it's at least 10% of our digital interactions, they convert with around 11%. This is quite good. This is a three times higher conversion rate than compared to our normal conversion rate. Engaged customers also spend more per visit. So customers who are interacting constantly with us spend two euros more per visit. So their average order value is 27 euros, for example. It's more than the average order value compared to our average brand.com. And most importantly, the customers remember how you made them feel. And when done right, they are loyal to your brands. So 74% stay with us when they felt great. 60% know who Bella is and 100% fully appreciate her. The persona helps them out in intense moments. And this is for us really great business results. What comes next then for you? You've created this amazing community of people that really value the brand, a loyal customer base. Where do you go from here? How can you keep maintaining that same level of engagement with your, with your customers? The, the problem is always that experience uh, or that the, that the expectation of our customers is rising and rising and rising. A few years from now, it was just amazing that you had next day delivery. Then uh, uh, same day delivery was great as announced, I think, uh, from Amazon in the UK. And then COVID came and quick commerce comes in and everyone is amazed to have his delivery in the, in the, in the big cities in 10 minutes. The delivery promise is at, right now, it's a little bit longer, but still it's it does not move the needle to have the, you know, the package delivered in the same day. It's, it's moving the needle and you can say, okay, I need an ice cream now <laughs> and I get the ice cream now. Um, so we as brand, we always need to think about ourselves as some sort of campfire. People want to gather around us and they want to stare stories. And too often it's like, I see billboards out there. Somebody is screaming at me. Somebody is offering me something, but it's not collaborative. And it's not about stories and content. And what we always need to do is we need to be within our, the ear uh, in our target group and create these stories together with them. And if you are doing so, you will find out somehow automatically what, what moves the needle for your audience. And then you will be able to create also meaningful experiences in the future. The good thing is I cannot pr predict the future, but we can have an eye to our customer and see what's coming next. What about new customers? Then how do you make sure that you're engaging new customers in the same way that you're nurturing existing customers? And where's your split of focus on that? It depends a little bit on the market. Uh, in Germany, we have an awareness level of uh, around 80% and already more than 40% market share. So to gain new customers, you need to think about the additional cost you need to spend. So in Germany, this is different than to, than, than to other countries we are investing in where we are smaller, like Asia Pacific. There we invest also heavily in performance marketing, in retailer corporations, because we are still also doing lots of topics in digital because we need to 
reach our customers via digital channels. They are the Gen C and they, they need to be entertained also on digital. We need to work with retail partners on B2B collaboration, retailer collaboration to earn new customers there. And you're earning new customers, especially when you have great products. And I'm completely sure and 100% um, proud of the products we can offer, especially to this price level. And this is also how we gain new customers, word of mouth, and from time to time, exciting experiences. So for example, we are planning a game on Roblox. We are uh, having not frequently, but from time to time, collaborations with Twitch as streamers to, you know, to also reach new audiences, which are traditionally not seen as cosmetic, but uh, I think 50% of global players out there or the global audience who is playing video games is already female. And of course, this is an audience for us. And these are also just two examples of where we think the next evolutionary phase will go. And we didn't even start to talk about Gen AI and even is, is a buzzword right now. In my personal opinion, it's a huge potential. And we already saw this potential because we, we are testing some of the stuff like uh, product copies in different variations, product tests in different variations, the effect of uh, a product uh, description from an AI, not only on the visitor engagement rate, but also on SEO and SEA. And this is quite interesting what you can achieve and how much time you can save. And this is the best of both worlds. So your copywriters have more time to really think about exclusive content and not just copying. And on the other side, you see improvements in visibility and time spent on site. So lots of things are happening and we are just getting started. What about your biggest learning or your biggest takeaway? If you were to start a completely new business tomorrow, nothing to do with Cosnova, completely new business, what would be the one thing that you focused on and what would be your key learnings, your key takeaways? So I am, um, some of you might have realized I'm a numbers guy, but I also like to create vivid stories. And my first learning, especially since I'm with Cosnova is, and I would take this away to every other company is really know your consumers and customers and what moves them. And then create vivid stories based on the insights you're gathering to rally your troops, because this is as, as motivating as hell. And secondly, I would always develop some sort of communication strategy and set, uh, share the success. But you need to start small, not just the big bet, start small, test, and then iterate. And then after a while, you will have all the troops with you. Another thing is, especially when you're thinking about, okay, what do you, what do, you do if you're starting uh, something completely new? I would directly from the start enable my operational teams because they are the experts in execution. I would give them the freedom to say, okay, how would you measure success? What are the KPI we should look to? How can we improve the strategy to reach our business goals and not make this uh, top down, but really try to do this bottom up. And last but not least, I would educate around those metrics, especially around customer experience metrics correctly, because you very, very early on fell into the trap of a score obsession. And then it's only about, did I reach my net promoter score? Is it above 50 or is it now 51? Or how much time does it take to answer a customer center call? And this is all nonsense. 
Because if you are treating cus uh, customer agents or your employees like that, they will trick the system and they will find ways to improve the number without improving the actual customer experience. So this would be my, I would say, four main learnings. Christian, thank you so much for joining me today to talk through that. It's been uh, great to hear more about Cosnova and what you're doing and this focus and why this focus on the customer experience in a genuine way and not just in a box-ticking way really makes a difference and really matters. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to the latest transformation series from Valtech Cafe. Hit subscribe to get access to our whole back catalogue of conversations. And if you'd like to know more about what we do, why not visit us at valtech.com for all the details. Until next time, thanks for listening.